Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Darker Demons. And I think there might only be one more episode after this, but at the most there'll be two. So if you haven't read the book yet, you're going to find out the ending pretty soon. (laughs) So anyway, I'll pick up where we left off. Claire and Rosalyn were talking about the demon Jake. Claire says it was... I don't know if I have the right words to describe it. He was so handsome, he made my eyes ache. Looking at him was like drinking too much wine. It was dizzying. He was charming and funny. And when I was with him, he made me feel like there was no one else alive. Sighing, Rosalyn says, why didn't you stay with him? You don't stay with a demon. I knew that from the beginning. I think it made the whole episode even more exciting. Now, with Alexandra, things are different. He has fallen in love with her. And once a demon falls in love, he is bound forever, Claire says. Rosalind asks, do you think they will return to Privy if the gateway is reopened? I mean, when it is reopened, when they are all reopened, Claire answers. I don't know. Who can say what any of us will do? The gateways will transform the world. All of the Anantan, as well as the humans, will be able to travel to other realms. Tomorrow will not be like today. I can't imagine it, Rosalind says. Claire tells her, get some rest now. There is still much that needs to be done. Hearing someone knocking on her door, Alexandra groggily gets up from the bed. She doesn't check to see who it is, just throws open the door. The sight of Tom standing there befuddles her. Where am I? What's going on? She asks. As the truth slowly sinks in, she gasps and tries to slam the door, but Tom's hand shoots out and blocks her. The other hand is holding a long knife, which she swings in a wide arc, ending with Alexandra's neck. She wakes up screaming. There is someone knocking on her door. Cautiously, she approaches and looks at the peephole. What she sees on the other side fills her with relief and joy. Opening the door, she reaches out and embraces her old friend. Rosalind returns the hug, then holding her at arm's length, says, We heard a scream. What on earth happened? I was terrified. I was having a horrible nightmare. Magdalene found me and cut off my head, Alexandra answers, shuddering. I'm so happy to see you, but how did you find me? If you let us in, I'll tell you, Claire says. Alexandra gives Claire a hug and says, of course, I'm so sorry. I'm still half asleep. Please come in and sit down. Intently staring at Alexandra, Claire asks, is everything all right? Has your wound healed properly? Nodding, Alexandra replies, yes, I'm fine, healthier than ever. Cadiz was good for my body and soul. 
I spoke with my mother. It was too short, but at least I finally got the chance to see her. She was so beautiful. Claire nods in agreement. Yes, she was. I'm so happy to hear you had the opportunity to spend some time with her. It must have been hard for the two of you to say goodbye. It was, but I understood why she had to go, Alexandra tells her. There were a couple of times after she left that Magdalene almost caught me, but I managed to escape. I believe she is here in Scotland. I sense her presence. Claire nods in agreement, saying, Yes, we are certain she's here. Your father, by the way, is in France. Alexandra tells Claire she suspected that was the case. When Elena told me where you and Rossi had gone, I thought you must have lured him there somehow. Smiling, Claire answers, Yes, we told him you were in Racine. We took him to the ruins at 70 Abbey, and the witches helped us contain him there. It was Jake who asked me to detain him. Hopefully... We will stay, he will stay put until this is over. Jake is here as well, Alexandra says. Nodding Claire tells her, yes, it was Jake who told us you were in Scotland. Once we were here, it was just a matter of following the path you made in the atmosphere. Why did you trust Jake enough to betray my father? Jake asked me to help him, and I couldn't refuse. Alexandra's eyes widen as Claire's simple statement reveals the truth. She had once been Jake's lover. You and Jake, she asks. Flustered, Claire answers, yes, it was many, many years ago, long before you were born. It's all right, I understand, Alexandra says. It's nice to have someone who knows what it's like to be with him, to be under his spell. Claire says, don't dismiss your feelings for him as just being under his spell. I believe you truly love each other. And really, isn't all love just being under a spell, seeing your beloved through a distorted lens? At least with Jake, you know exactly what you're getting. Alexandra turns away and answers, yes, I'm getting a creature living only to enthrall others. Who knows how many lovers he has had, how many more he will have. Claire tells her, the first question, I can't answer, but the second, I can. He will only have one lover, one love, for the rest of his life. He is bound to you, as you are to him, Claire tells her. When this is all over, if we are still here, I'll think about all that. Right now, we need to figure out what our next move is. We still don't know who or what the lock is, or even where to begin to look for answers. A knock on the door startles everyone. Alexandra checks the peephole and sees it is Dawn and Oleander. Opening the door, she says, please come in and join us. After introducing everyone, Alexandra tells the new arrivals, we were just discussing what to do next. Unable to sleep, Jake spends the night roaming the countryside surrounding Rosslyn. He senses Alexandra's nearness. The air is full of strange vibrations. There's a gathering of energy unlike anything he has felt before. Returning to the hotel, he finds Samir still sleeping. Wake up, my friend, he says. The finale of our play is about to begin. Rubbing the sleep out of his eyes, Samir says, you seem to be in fine spirits this morning. Did you sleep well? Not at all, actually, Jake replies. I'm simply relieved this will all be over soon, for better or worse. 
Samir agrees it will be an extraordinary day no matter what occurs. They head for the dining room to have breakfast, the last moment of peace before the storm storm breaks. Scanning the faces of his fellow diners, Jake wonders how how they would react if they knew their world was about to change forever. Would they be afraid, he wonders. Turning to Samir, he asks, if we are successful in reopening the gateways, how do you think the humans will behave? Will they try and spin this into some sort of religious event? Will there be violence, upheaval? Samir takes a few seconds to consider Jake's question. Finally, shaking his head, he says, I don't know the answer to that. I suspect some will say God is responsible, whoever and whatever they consider God to be. Others will take it as proof there is no God. Many will try and find a way to profit from the gateways. A few enlightened ones may seize on the opportunity to travel the cosmos and learn all they can. One thing is certain. They will need someone to guide them, to explain what has happened and what it means. The Anantan will no longer be able to hide. Their days of anonymity will be over. Jake asks, what can that mean for me? Demons aren't very popular with humans. I think you're wrong about that, Samir replies. Look at all the books, movies, and television shows they create about you. Jake smiles and shakes his head. In the abstract, they like us. In reality, I think it will be a different story. You know you can travel through the gateway to Privy or anywhere you desire. I know, Jake says. I am more worried about Alexandra. If she is the chosen one, does that mean it is her duty to lead us all through this transition? Samir answers, again, I do not know. The only way to find the answers is to go forward. I am a creature of this world. I could have traveled to other realms before the gateways closed, but I chose to remain here. Now I am ready to see the wonders beyond this place. I think maybe the humans may surprise us both. Maybe they are ready too. But that's all in the future. For now, we need to focus on today. Jake nods and says, yes. I believe Claire was right about all of this, having a connection to Rosalind Chapel. Magdalene may know that as well. I know she's close by. I doubt we will get through this day without a confrontation. The the five witches are seated in a circle discussing their plans when there is yet another knock on the door. Alexandra looks through the peephole but doesn't recognize the face on the other side. She asks, may I help you? Yes, Alexandra, my name is Esmeralda. I have come to help you, the face replies. Alexandra hears Claire gasp at the name. Turning to Claire, she asks, do you know her? If it is the same Esmeralda, yes, I know her very well, Claire answers. She approaches the door and looks out. Recognizing her old friend, she throws open the door and reaches out her arms. Esmeralda embraces Claire, saying, I can hardly believe it, Claire. It's been centuries since I last saw you. The two enter the room, and Esmeralda joins the circle. After introducing everyone, Claire explains, I met Esmeralda in Spain many, many centuries ago. She was one of the first arrivals from Privy. She taught me many things. 
She was there when I reached my sexual awakening. I will never forget those days. Alexandra asks, how did you find us? Your presence here has created ripples in the Vatavaran. It was not hard for me to follow them to their source. Concerned, Alexandra asks, will it be that simple for others to find me? Shaking her head, Esmeralda replies, that is doubtful. Most don't have my powers. However, if you are worried about Magdalene, I'm afraid she may be strong enough. Alexandra asks, how do you know of Magdalene? Esmeralda tells her, she came to my coven asking about you. She was using the body of a human male, a very handsome one. We told her honestly we had no idea where you were. She then seduced one of the younger witches in some sort of ritual which enabled her to locate you, or so she claimed. According to Azurine, the young witch involved, Magdalene returned later and was in a fury. She entered Azurine's bedroom and cruelly abused her. We assumed her anger, anger was fueled by her failure to find you. <coughs> Alexandra shakes her head and tells Esmeralda, no, it wasn't because she could not locate me. It was because I eluded her grasp. The man she... The man you mentioned is a dear friend of mine. Somehow he managed to find the strength to warn me. He saved my life. Rosalind reaches over to take Alexandra's hand as her eyes fill with tears. Wiping them away, Alexandra says, I will see she pays dearly for what she has done to him. He is unable to finish. She grips Rosalind's hand to steady herself. Claire says, we all have our reasons for wanting to be Magdalene punished. She is an evil spirit with no good left in her heart. Dawn takes the opportunity to turn the conversation back to the issue of how to proceed. I have Simha's book. Perhaps Claire or Esmeralda can see something in it. Alexandra and I have missed, she says. Excitedly, Esmeralda asks, have you seen him? Is he well? Alexandra answers, she did not see him. I did. He came to me on the roof of the cathedral in Cadiz. He tested me to be sure I was the one he was waiting for. Then he handed me the book. I don't know if he returned to his bookstore or if he departed for the Akashic realm. I am sorry. Oh, I see, Esmeralda says. I would have enjoyed spending time with him again. We were close once, but that was many lifetimes ago. May I see the book, she asks Thorne. Okay, I think we're about out of time for this one. And hopefully you'll tune in for the next one or two, and then that will be it. That's it. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. 